Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the best of the Herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the Herd. It's me, Jason McIntyre, back in the driver's seat. For Colin Cowherd, I'm flying solo today, ladies and gentlemen. Cowherd, well, you know, we took vacation in the recent week. And uh, let's just say he had some travel issues, so he could not make it back from Iceland. I don't know what that means, but they called an audible this morning. I got the call from the bullpen. J-Mac, come on out. Fire some more takes. So here I am. Uh, I did host a Saturday morning radio show on Fox Sports Radio for six years, three hours by myself. So I think I could probably handle this uh, heavy lift from the staff this morning needed. But yeah, when you saw that NBA Finals game last night, holy cow, what a disaster that was for the league. Listen, I love the NBA as much as anybody, but let's be realistic. That was a nightmare scenario for the NBA last night. The Denver Nuggets don't even play their best game. And they dominate and win by 11. Now the spread was nine, nine and a half. I told you guys yesterday on the show, you had to hammer the Nuggets. A lot of game one evidence points to that after a seven game series and Denver dominated. The second half, they led by as many as 24 points. Just an evisceration of the Miami Heat. It kind of left you wondering, can Miami win one, much less two games in this series? And I think it all stems really back to uh, the man in the middle, Nikola Jokic. He was utterly dominant. That's the only word you could use to describe the doughy 6'10 European who was just uh, flashing brilliance left and right against Miami. They had no answers. And, you know, in the morning meeting with the staff, I kept saying, like, you know, Jokic is just so dominant out there. You can't stop him. Denver's now 13-3 and in the postseason. They look like, not like an all-time great team, but certainly the best team in the league. And it all runs around Mr. Jokic. And what makes him so special, I believe, is that he is as dominant as Shaquille O'Neal was. 
Not 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 the best big man since Shaq, but as dominant as Shaq. Now they dominate in different ways. Shaq just overpowered you. Back to the basket. I'm gonna dunk. Everybody knows the famous dunk on Chris Dudley where he dunked on him, just shoves him to the ground. That was Shaq's dominance and overpowering uh anybody in the game, really. Jokic is different. He is kind of like a Jason Bourne out there, crafty. He's gonna point out your weakness, he's gonna hold the ball, and he's gonna pass. I mean, folks. If you want to be bleak for the Miami Heat, they were trailing by 17 points at halftime and Mr. Jokic had taken three shots. That's it. Like, he doesn't have to score to kill you. He's really an evolved big man, a kind of guy who can step out and hit the three. Hey, we're going to sag back on Jokic. Let's see if he can shoot. Yeah, he can bang threes. Uh, We're going to double team Jokic. That's fine. He's a great passer. The vision, I think Colin has compared him to Arvidas Sabonis, one of the best passing big men ever. And Tracy McGrady uh, was on a Showtime podcast, What's Burning? And listen to what he said about the great Nikola Jokic. Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) This dude is so good, man. Straight up. Like, I haven't seen anything like him. Where he passes. You got a seven foot, seven one center bringing up the ball, initiating the offense. The passes that he makes from one side of the court to the mm-hmm. other on time and on target, mm-hmm. the bounce passes in between defenses. You can't guard him on the post because he's too big. He can't jump over a dollar bill. <laughs> he rebounds. He is amazing. Yeah, T-Mac, my guy, huge fan of Tracy McGrady back in the day. And listening to him gas up Jokic, again, uh, we're talking about a guy who can dominate. Now, offensively, he dominates. Defensively, he's not doing much. Shaq, obviously, was a great defender. And I know 90s basketball fans will say, oh, Shaq was a better defender. He was a better player. Are you sure about that, guys? You watch Jokic in this offense. He had 27, 14, and 10, made it look easy. And he didn't even play his A-plus game. Again, we're talking about a guy who is unguardable. At one point, the Heat said, you know, we're going to bring Cody Zeller off the bench. We're going to try him on Jokic just to give him a different look. Jokic took him from the uh, perimeter, drove to the lane, literally went through him for the layup and and one. And Jokic is the kind of guy, he doesn't have to dunk to dominate you. I don't even know if he's had five dunks in the postseason, but he makes it look easy. And one of the problems, I know, I know it's weird to say this is a problem for the league, is that, uh, and I got a great quote from the movies, audiences love flamboyant people who broke all the rules and paid dearly for it. Obviously, like a Robert Downey Jr. comes to mind. But the first half of that quote, audiences love flamboyant people, really applies to a lot of NBA players. We've got showmen, right? I mean, Magic Johnson, one of my favorite players. Magic and Patrick Ewing were my favorite players growing up. They were extremely flamboyant. Ewing's thunderous dunks in Madison Square Garden, pointing at people, shot blocking, letting them know. Magic Johnson with the passing. Listen, I know Larry Bird was a silent assassin and was a legendary trash talker, but he was flamboyant in his own ways. Isaiah Thomas, the great point guard. These 80s and 90s players were ultra flamboyant. Obviously, we got to mention the great Michael Jordan and what he could do, uh, the shrug against the Portland Trailblazers. Like, audiences love the flamboyant players. And if you look in the modern era right now, Kyrie Irving's not a great basketball player. We know he's a talented one, but he is extremely flamboyant with his layups, his finishing at the rim. You know, this guy, the audiences love the Kyrie Irvings of the world. Steph Curry's hitting from three with the shoulder shrug. They love that. 
The NBA's best player right now is Nikola Jokic, who is not flamboyant at all. And I, I say that's a problem for the league because how, how do you market this guy? Like, he's great to watch. I love him. But we know what the audience likes. You know, the casual fans. They love dunks. They love passes. The deep threes. They like the trash talk. I love that stuff. Jokic is just a killer. He is literally unstoppable. I mean, the Miami Heat said, hey, we need a great series from Bam Adebayo. Hell, we'll take a great game from Bam Adebayo, their center who has been all NBA in his career. Bam Adebayo, when the Heat, when Bam Adebayo scores 20 points, the Heat had been 6-0 and this postseason. They're like, we know what Jimmy Butler's going to give us. One of the other guys, one of the undrafted dudes, he's going to deliver. If we can get Bam 20 points, can't lose. Bam Adebayo had his best game of the playoffs, best career playoff game with 26 points. And I guess smashed by Denver. And it was never close. Not for a moment. Don't tell me it was close when they, they, got, they cut it to nine. It was never close for a moment in the second half. So you get everything you want from Bam Adebayo. He had no chance defending Jokic. And you have no chance in the game. Folks, I, I don't want to sound too bleak for the league. I don't want to sound too bleak for the Miami Heat fans. I know we've got some at this network. Shout out to Joy Taylor. But I, I'm just, I'm looking at the numbers here. And Denver has won 11 of the last 13 against the Heat. Miami has not beaten Denver since the bubble. Nikola Jokic literally owns his team. By the way, here we go on FS1 with the Cody Zeller highlight. That was the one minute Cody Zeller got in the game. Go look at the box score. Came in for one minute and Jokic just attacked him. Said, send that kid back to the bench. And Cody Zeller, awesome college basketball player. But I, I look at this number. Miami shot 33% from deep. And ordinarily, you're like, oh, well, they made 13 threes. That's not bad. Folks, a lot of garbage time baked into that. First half... When Denver raced to that 17-point lead, Miami was 4 of 17 on three-pointers. You cannot do that. And I know we, we talked about Caleb Martin and the emergence that he had against Boston where he was arguably their, their best player with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Caleb Martin, a little uh, regression to the mean there. Uh, Caleb Martin, 1 for 7 last night. Max Struess, the immortal Max Struess, undrafted, can hit five threes any night of the week, 0 for 10. Duncan Robinson came in, couldn't, couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. It was a brutal night shooting, and, and that's what Miami fans are going to see. Hey, hey, Jokic got his triple-double, but we've still got our guys. They're going to make shots. Guys, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. This is who the Miami Heat are. This is what they were in the regular season, the 27th best three-point shooting team in the league. Just because they had a you know, four-week out-of-body experience in the playoffs where they took down the Bucks with three-point shooting and Jimmy Buckets, and then they were able to beat the Celtics with just otherworldly shooting from the perimeter. Like, that's not who they are. This is who they are. And they have no answer whatsoever for Jokic. They even tried to zone, and they had a brief 11-0 run in the fourth quarter that I think cut the 21-point lead to 10 and, you know, the announcers, if you were listening, you're like, oh, oh, maybe they could make this interesting. They were begging for a close game. And then as soon as it gets remotely close, here's Jokic on the elbow. Dish, Aaron Gordon, dunk. Here's Jokic, pick and roll with Murray, automatic. I'm just saying, like, I know we gas up uh, Giannis Atenacumpo as the greatest player in the league. We talk, uh, Cowherd loves his Kevin Durant. Uh, obviously, we have LeBron James. Anthony Davis. You guys remember when Cowherd had Anthony Davis as the number one player in the playoffs at one point? Like, let's be realistic. If you're starting a team in the NBA right now, you look at the age, you look at how he dominates, who are you taking over Jokic? I, I don't know how you make, make the case for anyone. Listen, remember, Shaq, who is really the most comparison to Jokic because of their dominance, 
Shaq could not make free throws. He was like 50, 52% for most of his career. Even Giannis against Miami, he was hot potatoing the ball around because he couldn't shoot free throws. I think he missed 17 free throws in that deciding game. Tell me the weakness of Nikola Jokic. Other than maybe he's not flamboyant enough, he's not a great interview. I mean, we're talking about a historically great center, folks. And I don't think the Miami Heat have any answers for him. And I know the league has their issues. We'll get to John Morant later in the show. Uh, we got we got some fun James Harden stuff coming up. But you want to celebrate Jokic. And the problem I see is it's a tough sell in the league for an unflamboyant guy who is utterly dominant. Even we've seen Patrick Mahomes go from like quiet, shy guy. to He's got some personality. They brought it out of him. Josh Allen's still a little uh, reluctant. Joe Burrow's got his sly sense of humor. I want to see a little more from Jokic on the personality front. Really market him to the league because, folks, he ain't going anywhere. And neither are the Denver Nuggets. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Back here on The Herd, Jason McIntyre in for Colin. Colin should have been in today, but had a travel snafu, if you will. He'll be back on Monday. Um, I don't want to tease it too much, but we have a couple great guests coming up. Eddie House will be here. Chris Broussard, my guy. Maybe we'll do some sparring later in the show. Um, And yes, we will get to John Morant. A lot of NFL coming up, too. I'm actually going to give you my favorite Five bets in week one. Yes, I uh, go to Vegas every summer. I enter the season-long gambling contest, and I'll be dropping uh, some wagers. So uh, week one bets coming up. But first, um, I want to go back to the NBA. There was an interesting coaching move this week in the league, and Nick Nurse accepted the job in Philadelphia. And as a preamble to where I'm going with this, I, I used this quote, I think, two times ago when I hosted the show. I heard it from a philosopher on a podcast a couple years ago, and I'm trying to instill it in my life. It's hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. And, you know, you don't have to think too hard about this one. If you make the hard choices, right? I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to stay in shape. Even though I don't want to, man, it's a long day at work. I'm going to make that hard choice to go to the gym. And I'm going to make that hard choice to eat right and diet and you know, I'm going to put away that pizza, speaking as a pizza lover. I'm not going to eat pizza. I'm going to eat the vegetables. You know, make these hard choices. I know that doesn't sound hard, but trust me, it's hard to say, you know what? Gone out enough times this month. I'm going to dial it back. I want to be productive tomorrow. You make these hard choices to stay in, uh, avoid some of these vices. You're going to have an easier life. You're going to, uh, chances are, you're going to have a longer productive life. And the opposite is also true. You make the easy choices. I'll take an extra out. Uh, I take an extra beverage, adult beverage. That is, stay out till three, four a.m. playing video games and gallivanting. Listen, we all were in our twenties. We all made these choices. Life's going to get hard on you pretty quickly. And the Philadelphia 76ers, through their last two coaches, have made the easy choices. They got players' coaches, Brown, and then Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers especially is a players' coach. I want the players to run things. It's a players' league. Doc Rivers, of course, was a player. Players love playing for Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has not won a whole hell of a lot since that Boston title, what, 15 years ago or whatever it was. Doc Rivers is known for some massive playoff flameouts, blown three 3-1 leads, blew a 3-2 lead this year against Boston with game six at home. And they got their doors blown off in game seven. So the Sixers have been going with the easy choices Players, coaches, 
And finally, Daryl Morey has said, I've had enough. He made the hard choice. And they went with Nick Nurse as their new head coach. Now, you know, hardcore NBA fans know Nick Nurse well from Toronto. He won a championship. I call it, I've called it for years, the luckiest NBA title ever because, of course, you know, they beat the Sixers on that fluky Kawhi Leonard three from the corner. And then, of course, Kevin Durant plays 11 minutes in the entire series, the finals. Clay goes down. That was a lucky title, but Nick Nurse won the championship. You can't take it away from him. And Nick Nurse is known as a grinder. He is going to hold his players accountable. He's going to work them hard. All those adjectives that describe hard work, grit, resilience, that's what Nick Nurse demands from his players. He had a lot of success with the Wings. Remember, they got an OG Ananobi. They had uh, they drafted Scotty Barnes. They liked length on the perimeter. That was mostly during the uh, the Curry years, where they looked like you you had to be um, flexible and be able to switch everything on the perimeter. So you needed long wings. He's out with that now. He's going to Philadelphia, where the players have kind of run amok. Joel Embiid. I wouldn't say he's the most in-shape center in the league. He won MVP. Obviously, he was very good this year. Take nothing away from Joel Embiid. But I think we can all agree the training habits. Now, some of that is attributed to his uh, injury history. But the training habits for Embiid, he was, uh, the guy was out of shape a lot. A lot. And we know James Harden, who is a very prolific basketball player. He's also a very prolific partier. I mean, there are jokes about strip clubs that have his roster, his uh, jersey in the, in the rooftop uh, at some of these uh, jiggle joints in Houston. Like, he is noted for going out and spending time after hours living it up and, and enjoy it, dude. You're a multimillionaire uh, in the prime of your life, hanging out with rappers left and right. Like, I can't, I can't blame Harden for that. But if nobody's holding him accountable, well, there's going to be a limit on his greatness, right? I mean... I mean, you could count the playoff flameouts for James Harden. Uh, you're going to need two hands for that one. He had many in Houston. It was a memorable one against the Spurs. Oh, my God. It was, it was one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Um, he did deliver against Boston twice with two late threes, two huge wins. And then what, where was he in game six and seven? Like, just no show. That, that's the history of James Harden. Here today, gone tomorrow. And, of course, Nick Nurse was introduced this week as a Sixers coach. So what do you think the tough Philadelphia media did? Well, they, they kind of grilled him. So here's Nick Nurse being pressed about James Harden in Philly this week. Do you want James Harden back? James Harden's a great player. That, that yep. didn't answer the question. Well, I would say this is that um, uh, James has a decision to make, and um, I'd be very happy if he came back. Not exactly a resounding vote of confidence. I mean, he's saying what he has to say. He's not saying it with a smile on his face. Listen, I'm no body language expert, but he's like slouched and kind of dodgy. I don't know. If, if I'm James Harden, I watch that. And, you know, there were rumors. I, I think it was Sham Sharania had reported that um, James Harden wanted Doc Rivers gone. And so the Sixers capitulated thinking they'll keep Harden. And now they bring in Nick Nurse, and here's how Nick Nurse addresses the Harden stuff. Listen, I'm not trying to knock Harden. I'm not trying to slam and beat two great basketball players from this generation. Yeah, you guys might forget this, but like five years ago, people were talking about James Harden as the best scorer since Michael Jordan. He was doing some crazy stuff out there. He was an unbelievable offensive threat, but he always kind of had those letdowns. And now you've got a player who 
needs to be held accountable by his coach. And folks, my takeaway from the Nick Nurse edition and James Harden's history, again, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it often rhymes. I would guess James Harden is probably on his way out in Philadelphia. And maybe Daryl Morey and Nick Nurse say, hey, this is what needs to happen for us to get better. Maybe we take one step back to take two steps forward. We get rid of guys who don't want to grind, don't want to be held accountable, and we bring in guys that are going to be tough and resemble our city. You know, Philadelphia is a tough city. Uh, I lived outside of Philly for about seven years um, with the wife and kids, and we didn't go into Philly a ton. We still were kind of New York kids. We lived together in New York, so we would go to New York more often than Philly. But Philly is, as a sports fan, as good as it gets. I mean, it, they are tough. They're, they hold you accountable. Uh, you look at Ben Simmons, and they loved Ben Simmons when they drafted him. Love Ben Simmons. Big fan of his. Uh, I am as well. Kind of reminded me of Magic Johnson at times with his passing and his vision and his triple doubles. Um, ben Simmons was an all-NBA player. We forget. And he had that moment against the Atlanta Hawks where he drove in Game 7 and made the pass instead of the layup because he was afraid of being fouled, and Philadelphia fans never forgave him. They drove him out of that city. Uh, Someone in our morning meeting joked that Philadelphia fans cracked Ben Simmons like the Liberty Bell, and that couldn't be more spot on because Simmons never recovered from that. He instantly was like, I'm done here, I want out. He didn't get a vote of confidence from his teammate or his coach, Embiid and Rivers at the time. And it was just one of those moments where you're like, wow, Ben Simmons is not going to happen. Now, remember, he eventually came back to practice, and I'll never forget this. He had a phone in his pocket at practice. That's how checked out he was. He didn't want to be there. And, you know, images from the practice, you could see the phone lit up like he was on it. It wasn't just in his pocket, but he had been on it. And it was just like, man, they they got in his head. And Philadelphia, listen, the city of Rocky Balboa. Um, I'm not going to make jokes about uh, batteries in Santa Claus. But listen, Philadelphia fans are very demanding. And they want a lot. I think I think Nick Nurse fits Philadelphia perfectly. I don't know that James Harden does. And I think Philadelphia's got a really interesting offseason. If you're ranking the teams the most interesting, Philadelphia's got to be top three, right? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up. And so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right 
with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. Welcome back to The Herd. It's Jason McIntyre in for Colin Cowherd, our number two. As I've explained already, Coward has a little bit of a travel issue. He will be back on Monday. I believe he's watching this from an airport at an undisclosed, in an undisclosed city. Um, good luck to you on the road there, Mr. Coward. Um, the big breaking news here that happened in the last 15 minutes, we'll talk about it with Rick Buecher shortly, is that the Phoenix Suns have announced, well, I guess they didn't announce it, but Sham Sharania announced that the Suns are going to be hiring Frank Vogel. Uh, a buddy sent me a tweet that, like 20 minutes before they got Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers pulled his name out of contention for the Phoenix Suns job. Smart timing, uh, Doc Rivers, unless he knew what was coming. At any rate, um, I just want, I like Frank Vogel a lot. Um, I try, you guys know I play a lot of basketball. I talk about the men's league, played a lot of pickup basketball during COVID. Um, and Frank Vogel lives in my neighborhood or lived in my neighborhood living out here in LA. And one of my neighbors, a good buddy, is like, I would see Frank Vogel out. And I, I said, can you invite him to our pickup game? Because he apparently still plays basketball. He's like, dude, he is the nicest guy, the most down-to-earth. There's no arrogance. And he was coaching the Lakers, okay? They ended up winning the title in the bubble. I'm a big Frank Vogel guy. Everybody says nice things about him. Defensive guy. He's going into a really toxic situation in Phoenix. And I know toxic is a strong word, but I'll be brief here because i got to get to an NFL list. Two things that jump out. Number one, Kevin Durant, my guy. You know, I like KD. We had a little Instagram DM bromance over the years. He, he likes to throw grenades at me. That's fine. But he, he responds. He's open to the discourse. I can't get over Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving saying, who needs a coach? We don't need a coach. We can just roll the ball out and play. Hey, Kevin Durant, I respect the talent. Top 15 player all time, no doubt. You need a coach, buddy. Like, it's undeniable. Like Go look at Philadelphia with Doc Rivers. Uh, go look at Milwaukee with Budenholzer. Coaches matter. And this idea that Frank Vogel is just going to come in, like, you, you're not going to teach Kevin Durant anything. You're not going to teach Devin Booker anything. It's the supporting cast and playing around them and maybe playing an ounce of defense because Denver, <laughs> Denver just shredded them. But this is a, a tough one for Frank Vogel. And, and I mentioned to Eddie House last hour, 
Vogel likes his rim protectors. With that, when he had that Laker team, they had JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis rim protecting. Um, right now it's De- DeAndre Ayton, Jock Landale, and Bismack Biombo. I think. I don't know that's going to cut it, and I don't know that you can really move Ayton now. So it's going to get interesting, and I do wonder if this ends or just begins the Kyrie Irving journey perhaps to Phoenix. We'll ask Rick Buecher about that shortly. But first, I, I came up with, uh, with the staff this morning. You know, we like a good list on this show. It sells well on the internet, gets people talking. So I came up with the 10 most improved teams in the NFL. We will count them down. Number 10. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys? Pick up Brandon Cooks in the offseason and Stephon Gilmore. There's an argument. This is a top defense, not only in the NFL, but number one in the NFC. The talent is there. I know they lost Zeke Elliott. It's not a huge loss. Um, We'll see maybe for Jerry Jones, but not necessarily for the Cowboys. This is a really good team. I'm not 100% sold on them with the Kellen Moore loss, but they are certainly improved as a team adding Cooks and Gilmore. Number nine, the Detroit Lions. Now, we've been hyping them for a while here. They had a spotty draft, uh, maybe reached a bit for the kid Gibbs, the running back out of Bama, uh, and, of course, a linebacker in the first round. That doesn't make any sense. But I love the secondary additions. Cameron Sutton comes over. He's been rocking Pittsburgh, among other places. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, remember, from Philadelphia, very good uh, nickelback this is a, um, I got to say, this is a Detroit team that's going to be improved. Jeff Okuda obviously gone, but they're the favorites. Uh, well, they're not the favorites, but I think I would make them the favorites to win the division over Minnesota. Number eight. Oh, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Calvin Ridley is the sole reason they are the most improved list. So in 2020 in Atlanta, 1,300 yards receiving, nine touchdowns. Ridley is a beast. You add him to Trevor Lawrence ETN. I mean, there's a team that they kind of pushed Kansas City there in the playoff game. Um, I, I like this Jacksonville team. You know, we'll talk about bets later in the show. It ain't the worst bet in the world to say they win the most games in the AFC. That division is just absolutely putrid. Number seven. Let's go with the Denver Broncos. Uh, what's not to love about Sean Payton? They also got uh, their offensive line added. Mike McGlinchey stole him some San- from San Fran and Ben Powers. But, you know, you could make an argument. Most improved? I mean, are the Broncos like top three? I had them down here at seven. I do love the Sean Payton addition. It's just the AFC is so tough. There's still a world where this team does miss the playoffs. Number six. Let's go with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson, they keep him. That squabble, that uh, marriage that was on the rocks is back on. They add Odell Beckham. They arguably have, well, not arguably, they got the best wide receiver room receiving room if you throw in the tight ends that Lamar Jackson's ever had. Now, the new offensive coordinator, we'll see how that works out, Todd Munkin. Um, but I do think from an improved standpoint, this offense has all the pieces in place to be an 11 or 12 win team. Number five. Let's go with the New Orleans Saints. They're here for one reason and one reason alone. Mr. Derek Carr. What's not to love about Carr? I mean, besides the fact that he was, you know, 16 games or 15 games under 500 uh, with the Raiders. But Carr is a massive upgrade over the poo-poo platter of quarterbacks they've had there since Drew Brees left. Carr, uh, you know, I I think he could make a case to be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFC. Now, the NFC's down on the quarterback front. It's like Jalen Hurts and... But Dak Prescott, like, I I don't know. It's it's pretty bleak. But Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are right there in contention for number two. 
And I do believe Carr and the Saints, they could be a 12-13 win team. Vegas seems to be a little light on them, which is a bit of a surprise to me. Number four. Number four, Miami Dolphins. You know I do not like saying nice things about the Dolphins. As a Jets fan, I'm conditioned to dislike Miami. Dates back to that Dan Marino fake spike, but we don't need to talk about that. Um, When you add Jalen Ramsey, one of the better cornerbacks in the league, and yes, I've called him a pile inspector on the show, and he did not like that. But Jalen Ramsey's a game changer in a secondary. Uh, They're going to lose Byron Jones. Uh, The other cornerback, Xavier Howard, very good. They're going to have a good secondary they're going to have a really good team. The only question is the offensive line, but from an improved standpoint, Jalen Ramsey's definitely a big ad for Miami. Number three. Ah, yes. Here we go. Colin Special, the LA Chargers. Adding Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator is immensely huge to Justin Herbert. I really do think this is a Chargers team that finally breaks through and wins a playoff game. Remember, the hype has been there for Herbert. Now for two years, uh, they lose in the final game of the season to the Raiders. Herbert was extraordinary, and they missed the playoffs. Then they get to the playoffs. I think they led, was it like 27 nothing, 20 nothing, whatever it was, on the road in Jacksonville, and then blow the lead and lose the game. Listen, it's, well, I, I can't say that phrase. I was going to say something that I can't say, but it, it's time to put up or shut up, basically, for the Chargers. And I think the improvement of Kellen Moore is huge. I love the Chargers this year. Number two. You were waiting, huh? You thought the Jets would be one. They're not. The Jets are the second most improved team in the league besides Aaron Rodgers. They had Alan Lazard, Rodgers' best buddy, Randall Cobb. Love me some Miko Hardman uh, quickness, uh, a lot of junk plays. I know they lost Berrios, which hurts, but Nathaniel Hackett's going to be the most interesting ad. How motivated is that dude going to be after getting run out of Denver in like five minutes in one of the you know, pretty bleakest head coaching tenures in recent NFL memory. Honestly, this was up there with the Urban Meyer disaster. It was bad for Hackett. He's motivated. Him and Rodgers have worked together previously. I think the Jets have to be the second most improved team in the NFL. Number one. Well, that leaves one team, folks. The Chicago Bears. Spend money, make money. That's like a business adage that goes back for many, many decades and the Chicago Bears spent like drunken sailors in this offseason. But here's the good news. The last two teams to spend the most in free agency have seen an uptick of nearly four wins. The Patriots two years ago, they made the playoffs and lost. Last year, Jacksonville. This year, Chicago Bears. Here are some of the names they added. DJ Moore via trade. Dante Foreman, very good backup running back. Uh, Robert Tanyan, they stole from the Packers in the division. TJ Edwards, good linebacker. I don't love paying linebackers, but I digress. Tremaine Edmonds, another linebacker, young, talented. This is a team that got a lot better, folks. Justin Fields has help. Remember, they got Claypool last year uh, at the deadline, so they, they got some depth on the outside. Chicago Bears, most improved team in the league and one of my hottest takes for the upcoming NFL season. The Bears will win more games this year than the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, and that's going to send Packers fans spiraling because they got no hope going forward. One more herd? The herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. And each week, we try to help turn our mental health issues into mental wealth. And we dive in with everyone from the world of sports and entertainment, like Sean McVay. Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears 
anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. So each week, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, an iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. I'm excited about this next guest. I've known him for years. He has been at Fox. He was out here in L.A., and, you know, he needed a sparring partner, somebody who could actually hang with him and debate NBA. A lot of guys could not. And I stepped up and I was like, all right, you know, Broussard, let's do it. And we had a lot of fun. Then he moved back east and now he's doing first things first. Joining the Cowherd Global Network is my guy, Chris Broussard. He is retired from basketball, but the takes are still fire from Broussard. Chris, how you doing, my man? <laughs> 
I'm great, J-Mac. You definitely were my par- sparring partner. Mm. I-, I don't know about the that you hung with me, <laughs> okay. but you were definitely my sparring yes, partner. Yes, yes. No I doubt. was the Mayweather. You were the other guy holding up the gloves. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get started with the big news in the NBA today. Frank Vogel. Former last seen uh, with LeBron and AD is going to be the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, we were talking during the break, and it's like, is this that good of a job? Like, uh, I know you got two superstars, but it was the last job filled. Kevin Durant's gone on publicly on record. We don't need a coach. We just roll the ball out. He said that in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Um, you got the DeAndre Ayton question looming, the Chris Paul situation. Um, I don't know. Is this a great job? I think it's a good job uh, because, you know, you've got two of the best players in the world, you know, in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Now, what what is around them? That's going to be the question. If I were Phoenix, I am trying to shop Chris Paul and see what I can get for him. If I can add some depth for him, you may not be able to. You may have to bring him back. And then DeAndre Ayton, again, he's a guy that can get you some added depth on the market if indeed they move on from him. If not. You know, maybe he responds well to a new voice in Frank Vogel because he's still a good player. He's not a great center, but he's a guy that can get you 18 points and 10 rebounds with very little offense run for him. Maybe you run a little more offense through him or for him. Uh, Maybe Vogel will do that. But Vogel's a good coach. Uh, I've always said this. um, Remember when he was in Indiana? And I know that was three jobs ago, right? Los Angeles, Orlando, Indiana. But when he was in Indiana with with a big three of Paul George, Roy Hibbert and Lance Stevenson, he was given the Heatles problems in the playoffs. So he knows his X's and O's. He's just got to make sure that these players are, you know, in line with what he's saying. And if he commands their respect, then, um, you know, they can be a contender out there in the West next year. Is Vogel the kind of coach, in your opinion, Chris, where this makes it more or less likely that the Suns make a move like bringing in Kyrie Irving and some kind of swap for DeAndre Ayton? I, I wow, Ky, Kyrie, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the coach because we've seen Kyrie have problems with all manner of coaches. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Kevin Durant saying he didn't need a coach. That really was Kyrie. Kyrie was the ringleader of that. So I don't know if that's your, the deciding factor. Obviously, you want a guy do, who you think can command his respect if indeed there is such a person. Um, but... I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kyrie. When you're talking about him in Phoenix, you know what the first question is. Does Durant want to do it again? Ooh. And I'm sure Durant doesn't want to answer that question publicly, but if you're the Suns and you're really thinking about Kyrie, you do have to talk with Durant privately and say, hey, are you willing to run this thing back? And, you know, it didn't work out in Brooklyn, and a lot of it was Kyrie's fault. And so you got to get Durant's blessing first. All right, let's do one more coaching thing before we get to the uh, finals. Nick Nurse, in a bit of a surprise, goes to Philadelphia. I had the take earlier that, like, finally the Sixers are doing the right thing. They're going away from a player's coach and going more towards someone who's going to hold them accountable. Uh, And Nick Nurse definitely does that. He is known as a demanding coach, uh, wants to hold guys accountable, and I don't know how that's going to work with James Harden. It got a little tense in the press conference. Um, I don't know that uh, Nick Nurse exactly wants Harden there. We know Maury has a relationship (laughs) with him, but I'm curious your thoughts on on the Philly situation. Well, one, I thought Nurse had a great quote uh, which was winning is the sell, right? Is that it? Winning is the sell. 
Like, if do you want to win? I mean, he's talking about James Harden. If you really want to win, then you're going to stay here. And I think Nick Nurse and, and others, I'm sure, in the Sixers organization are really questioning, does James Harden really want to win a championship? Because honestly, I'm questioning that, J-Mac. If you do, why is Houston even on the p- table? Why? Now, I've heard, you know, family concerns and things like that. First of all, he's from Los Angeles. I don't know his family dynamic, but I know he's from Los Angeles. And you're making enough money where if I was in his shoes, I could move my family up to Philadelphia. So I I don't like why is Houston even a consideration if you want to win a championship? So I think the Sixers need to sit down. I think they need to take control of the situation, not let Harden dictate it and say, look, do you want to go to Houston? If so, we'll look and see if there's a sign and trade. I know you don't like losing players for nothing, and that'd be tough. He's a good player. But I'm trying to win the championship, J-Mac, and I don't know. I got to be honest, I've seen enough of Harden failing in the big moments in the playoffs. Is he going to help them get to a championship? So if if it's not Houston, I'm looking at what other places might you want to go because we can maybe do a sign and trade there. So if I'm Nick Nurse – I'm thinking maybe I want my man Fred Van Vliet from yeah. Toronto. Um, so, yeah, Harden to me, why, I'm, I'm very disappointed in him even considering Houston. Okay, well, uh, because that tells yeah. me you're not trying to win. Well, uh, okay, let me try to defend Harden, which well, is what? a little silly. Um, so the last two stops he was in, he wasn't the guy. He's not the guy anymore in Philly. He's not the guy anymore in Brooklyn. He was in Houston, and he got closer to the finals, I thought, with Houston than he did with Philly or Brooklyn. Um, in Houston, he was a little younger, obviously, and Chris Paul was his sidekick, but he pushed that loaded Warriors team, which I've called the greatest team in NBA history, KD, Curry. He pushed them to seven. Right. Now, they did; they came up short, but maybe he still thinks, I can be an alpha in this league, and I can do that in Houston. I ain't the dude in Philly. This is Embiid's team. Could that be an argument for James? No, because it's not the same Houston team, and Mike D'Antoni's not the coach. Now, Ime Udoka's a very good coach, but... He's not going to coach the style that Mike D'Antoni did. He's defense first. Like, you're not going to be James Harden all day, all night, all the time in Houston anymore. That's over. And at Harden's age, I don't think he could do it consistently. And, again, that team didn't win, bottom line. And you had Chris Paul and some other really good players. Houston is young. I want to see Jalen Green and some of these other young players showcase themselves. If I'm Houston and I have James Harden, guess what? I'm asking Harden to play the same role he played in Philly. Be a great distributor. He is a great distributor. He did it in Brooklyn with Kyrie. He was phenomenal. And then he was he's solid. I thought he was an all-star level player this year in Philly. So he he's not, I don't know where he's going and thinking he's going to get up all those shots and average 33 points a game again. I don't think Houston is even that place. So, and again, he left there. Why? Because I want to win. He left Brooklyn because Kyrie wouldn't come back, you know, during the vaccination and he wants to win. Well, here you are in Philly. You got a, the MVP. You've got other great role players. Now you got a championship coach. I know Doc was a championship coach, but you got a new coach. So why, why not give it a shot there if you really want to win a championship? I think this is surrender. Oof. I think if you're going to back to Houston, you're like, man, I just want a ball. I just want to get my ball, put up some numbers, have fun. Look, that's your choice. It's your choice to live the life you want to live, but I'm just saying it tells me you're not really interested in chasing that championship. It's like, man, I tried. I gave it three years. Everybody's saying I got to get a ring. I gave it three hard years. 
I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm does now. Kevin I'm just Durant, going, you know, Broussard, doesn't away. Kevin Durant also just say, "I just want a ball. I don't want to be a leader. I just want a ball. I want a hoop." That's like his famous quote. I just want a hoop. Isn't that what Harden's doing? I well, just want to go to Houston. But he's not saying he doesn't want to win. I mean, what what was Kevin Durant's list? Did it include some lottery teams? No, it was Phoenix. Because he knew I can go here and win. I get it. He he's not a leader by his own admission. But not being a leader isn't saying I don't want to win. And so I think these are completely different things. All right, so let's move to John Morant. One more before the final. Sorry. Um, The Adam Silver comments were, I I don't know, just alarming, disturbing, whatever you want to say. So basically he admitted that the NBA uncovered more evidence, but he doesn't want to drop the news because it'll interrupt the finals. Well, Adam, (laughs) you done interrupted the finals. Um, There's speculation. Or we look at 50 games, full season. Like what's on the table here? Um, I don't know. He kind of embarrassed the league, Chris. I, Adam Silver is going to come down pretty hard. I know this is going to become a racial issue on social media. Everything does. Um, I don't know. It's looking bleak for John Morant, no? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Gilbert Arenas, what he did was worse. That was 10 years ago. He got 50 games. He brought a loaded gun onto the, in the practice facility. All right, that's not – I'm not defending what Ja did. That was bad too, but this was worse, what Arenas did, and he got 50 games. All right, so I, I don't know that it'll be that harsh. Now, look, what everybody's focusing on Silver saying they uncovered other things. So what those other things are, we don't know. But remember, when Ja first got – you know, had the gun on Instagram, there, there started to be all these reports about, well, this was this been going on for a while. You know, before it got public, people were saying his behavior in Memphis had been going on for a while. So a lot of it may depend on what else they uncovered. I'm thinking more like, now I may be wrong, but 30 games, something like that. I, I, I think what my main concern with this, and I hope this is the league's main concern. I know they have to, you know, watch their image and things like that, but. My concern is for John Morant's health and safety. All right. Uh, physically, because this this fake gangster act that he's putting on could put you in harm's way down there in Memphis or other places. But beyond that, his mental health as well, because he said when he first had the, the first incident with the gun, he said, you know, I got to find a better way to deal with my stress and, you know, with my the pressure that's on me. Uh, and, and then when he came back from the, the eight, <laughs> eight days of counseling or whatever it was, and he said, you know, I found a better way. You know, I'm in a better mental space than I've been in years. And then how many people would go on Instagram and do what he did the second time? After you've been warned by the league, I'm sure Nike talked to him, all that you had to lose. And then the last thing, uh, J-Mac, the Instagram post about his mom, his dad, his baby, girl, and then bye. And that fort spurred, sparked a welfare wellness check by the police down there in Memphis. That was scary. And I... I hope I'm wrong, but I got to be honest. I, I don't buy that he was just saying he's getting off social media. You know, he, he sees his parents all the time. He talks to them all the time. He could easily tell them that. And so I think Ja really needs to get counseling, get his head straight. And so I think a suspension will actually be good for him uh, because it gives him time to get himself straight, get himself in order. And it hopefully would serve as a deterrent to future incidents like this. So. 
That's my main concern. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's very he's lost right now. <laughs> yeah. um, and he has the money to do whatever he wants. And when a lost person lost person with a lot of money, um, that can that can be trouble. So he's got to get himself straight. Yeah. All right, Chris, let's get to the uh, NBA finals. Kind of a, a beat down last night. Denver trail for, I believe, 34 seconds. They led by double digits for almost the entire second half. Jokic utterly dominant. Jamal Murray, my guy, Jamal Murray. A lot of doubters on Jamal Murray. I mean, he's emerged as like one of the real clutch players in the league right now. Um, build me a case for how Miami gets back in the series because I saw the spreads up to nine and a half for game two. Nuggets overwhelming favors to win this series. I, it's tough to make a case, man. Yeah, look, Denver's a better team. Um, and I would argue Milwaukee and Boston were the better teams, and certainly Miami beat them. But Milwaukee and Boston were better teams, more talented teams with flaws, right? Milwaukee, let's call it what it is. Their best player can't shoot, all right? And as great as Giannis is, he's still arguably, I think Jokic is the best player in the world, but Giannis is right there, probably second. But that's a major flaw. And Miami's great defensively with Eric Spolstra, and they were able to come up with schemes that bothered him. And so they, that's a major flaw. Plus, they, Milwaukee didn't have a lot of athleticism on the wings outside of Drew Holiday. And then Boston was just a team that wasn't well coached this year, a team that, you know, uh, uh, they lack focus and they often lost focus um, and they don't have a playmaker to really get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the greatest situations. Um, this Denver team is a more talented team that doesn't have those flaws. So Miami beat more talented teams in the East with their heart, their grit, their toughness, a great leader and star in Jimmy Butler and a great coach in Eric Spolstra. Well, now you're matched up against another more talented team who doesn't have those flaws that Boston and Milwaukee have, and they got just as much heart and toughness and grit as the Heat do, and they're at just as well coached. All right, so I, they're not going to win. The Heat is going to lose this series. I'll, they may get a game or two because they don't quit and because they execute well, and Spolster will come up with some adjustments. But this is Denver's series. Um, they're hungry, and they got the best player in the world. And as you said, said one of the great clutch players in the league right now yeah. in Jamal Murray and a great role-playing cast around those two. So, yeah, I, I picked them in six. It might not get past five. It's tough, tough to envision that. It's weird. Jokic is so damn good. Um, I said earlier he was as dominant as Shaquille O'Neal was at the height of his career. Shaq just bullying people. Well, Jokic can bully them down low. He can take them at the elbow and make the right pass. He can hit threes. He's just the evolution of the big man. No more. You don't think of big guys as like stepping out to the perimeter and hitting threes. That's like the new center. I, I am just curious. It's weird. Like we've done this like, oh, Giannis is the best player in the world. And, and you know, Joel Embiid is the MVP. Chris, if you're starting a team, Right now, age matters. Are you taking anybody over Jokic? Uh, no. <laughs> He's only 28. He's going to play a long time. Um, hasn't really had injury problems. Uh, I think he's the best player in the world. He's a point center. Remember when Scottie Pippen, you back, Paul Pressey, guys that were kind of those first point forwards. Well, he's a point center. And as you said, look, defensively, we know he's not great. But because of his size, he's immense, and his smarts, 
He's not a liability. Now, he's not, you know, Embiid or Anthony Davis or Giannis defensively, but he's not a liability because of his size and his intelligence. But offensively, he does it all. There's nothing he can't do. He can shoot the three. He will back you down when the situation calls for it and go old school and post you up or, you know, jump hook on you. He'll hit the mid-range shot. He's a tremendous passer, best passing big man ever, and he's a great rebounder. Like, and he's unselfish. I don't know what more you want from an offensive player. And so uh, this is his time, and now it's up to the rest of the league to figure out, okay, how can we combat the Denver Nuggets, because right now I think they're the team to beat. Yeah, it feels like Chris, we're at a, an infect, inflection point, I think that's what you, the word, in the league where the most dominant players, the best, most complete players are Jokic, Giannis, and Doncic. What do they have in common? They're, they didn't play basketball here growing up, and you know, I, I, I was talking about it with and look Rick who's the who's the next who's the next guy. The number one picks about well, the to next be guy, and, and then in player. 2024, if you want to look ahead to that draft, because I do drafts for Fox Sports, uh, three of the top five guys are European. Something's going on in this league right now, Chris, where you got to have all the tools in your box, and it seems like even though Giannis can't shoot free throws, the Europeans have it, and the young guys don't. I mean, you mentioned Jalen Green in passing about Houston earlier. I like him; he can give you 20 a night, but. Yeah, so what? You know, he's not changing anything about the game. Jordan Poole, who I love, he ain't changing anything about the game. It, it just feels like we're in this weird moment where AAU basketball well, has got to go, change. The international players are better. The internet, the ultra elite, we still got great American players. Yes. John Moran, we talked about early. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Stephen, LeBron, we'll, those are older guys. But even younger guys, we got some great American ones. Zion, if he could stay healthy. Wow. But... The elite of the elite among the younger players are all international, essentially. And here's what's happening. Look, in America, our sports is tied to education, right? So we, you play your high school league. You play your college basketball. Uh, and, and over there, it's not. And so at 14, 15, if you're good, you essentially you, you become pro. And you're getting beat up by grown men. You're getting coached hard. You're not the superstar at 15. Okay? You're, you're humble. And you see that with the international stars as well. And you're learning the right way. And you're focusing on basketball. I'm sure they probably get tutoring or something like that. But you're focusing on basketball. That's not the case here. And I think the AAU, look, let's face it. If, if you're an AAU coach, it's hard to jump on your player for not playing defense, your star player, or for taking bad shots, or for not sharing the basketball, because he'll just go to another AAU team. Yeah. And, so, and our young stars at 15, 16, if you're really all that, guess what? You're a celebrity on social media. You got millions of followers. So you think you all that and you're a sophomore in high school. All right. So that's the difference. You see these, these dudes over there are getting worked and getting taught the right way. And they're working on their skills. We play AAU games all weekend. Right. You're not working on your skills. And furthermore, our players work on they work hard. I'm not the American players work hard, but they work hard on what they want to. The handle, the three-point shot. You got to work hard at everything. Get everything in your toolbox. And I'll say this for Embiid, and these are international guys, but Embiid and Giannis, they got to improve, right? They had some unceremonious exits from the playoffs this year, right? Watch Jokic. I've been saying this about Embiid for years. 
The, these guys, they, they add the post game that Jokic has. He doesn't use it all the time. The days of Shaq, Olajuwon, whoever posting up on the block for 40 minutes are over. I'm fine with that. But when the situation calls for it, J-Mac, what does Jokic do? He backs you down. He backs you down. All that in his bag, the three, the mid-range, the passing, and he goes old school and backs you down. Embiid and Giannis need to learn that. They, there's no reason they can't work on that this offseason and come back with that in their toolbox just when the situation calls for it. Embiid's a great mid-range shooter. Continue to do that, but add the back down to your game. And same with Giannis, add that to your – he'll probably never be a great jump shooter. But if you add that to your game, a little post play, that'll serve him very well. Did you just remind me of the days I used to wind you up and you would just go off? That was a good little rant there, Chris. I I like how – I like what I did. (laughs) I I, I was the Jokic there. You were the Aaron Gordon slamming at home. Chris Boussard, first things first, right after this show. Chris – uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, continued success, my man. All right, brother. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Started off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store... Just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.